Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the host of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new beverage. Yes, we do. And this week we are talking how to hack your hormones with Dr. Sari Eiches, who I'm very mm-hmm. excited to have on. I've been trying to get an appointment with her for two years. Now you do. And now I actually and now we do. do. <laughs> well, two appointments, actually. Oh. We're going to be talking to Dr. Eiches about the pros and cons of birth control, what to consider if you want to get off birth control, which I do. So I actually am very curious what she has to say. Mm-hmm. And what is cycle syncing, which there's a lot of talk <sighs> there's about. There's so much talk. You, you cycle sync, right? Um, Kind of. No. Oh. I don't think I do. Oh. I've been I've been trying to learn about it. Oh, okay. I thought I am, you were on the I thought you were sinking and cycled. Oh no, I'm I am sinking to the moon. Oh. The moon is synced to me. I think that's a good we should ask her about that too. <laughs> I have no idea. Also, we got written in for this episode. Someone wrote in and said that they wanted us to do an episode on hormones. So you guys know you can always write into <laughs> the show are. at am I doing this right pod at gmail.com or you can DM us for advice at am I doing this right pod on Instagram. Instagram. And at the end of the episode, we are playing Overrated, Underrated, so stay <gasps> tuned. Yes, yes, yes. But Nat, what are we drinking? Okay, so I have— Hopefully f- it's a, hormo- a hormone, hormonally healthy. I think it probably is. Okay. I think it's also probably not good. Oh. Yeah. Well, let's not put that out there. We don't know. Well, we don't know yet, We but had that just, weird root beer, and it was kind of okay. It was kind of okay. This just seems like it's not gonna— uh, It's not gonna know. hit. I don't think it's going to hit. It's cold, luckily. I did have it refrigerated. Okay. Oh. Aloe vera juice. Oh, you know what? I had aloe vera juice before. It's organic, which I feel like that's good. Think when you're drinking it, think water. Think oh. like it's going to be like water, more than a coconut juice. Okay. Yeah, I saw and I was like, I'm pretty sure this is like very hydrating. Oh, this is. Oh, you know? I think Dr. Eiches would definitely approve. The thing that throws me is that it, there's pulp in it. I don't think I'm gonna like that, but give it a shot. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, we'll circle back on this. Mm. Wowza! Is this just? Oh no, it's got a few little things in it. Aloe gel, aloe vera gel. Oh, there's a little, a little cane sugar. Yeah, I can taste that. Oh, mm. you know what? I can't taste that natural grape flavor. I love a natural grape flavor, but I can taste. I it. I can too. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, we're going to circle back on this. I mm. wanted to share the new level of psychosis I've been experiencing. Oh, tell me. You know about this, but I do want to be public about what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. So Joe and I had uh, a talk, right, about our future and that things are progressing, right? right we're going right, to go right. to that next level engagement. Yes. And I thought, I'm fine. Like, okay, cool, whatever. I had other. Yeah. I've had a lot of friends get engaged, and, like, but and they kind of get like kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like they start looking at rings. They start pressuring the guy, and I'm like, just chill. I have, and I'm not kidding. Called those people and apologized. I said, I'm so sorry because <laughs> the level of psychosis that I'm, I'm in right so now. So sorry for judging you. Can't stop thinking about rings. Can't stop thinking about engagements. And I hit a new low when I— I was wondering if you were going to say this. Yeah. When I went on Amazon, 
Mm-hmm. And I, I I had went ring shopping in person. I kind of knew what I liked. But then I went home and I was like, I don't know. Like, did I like that? So I went on Amazon and I bought $15 fake engagement rings to wear around the house. And I'm like, this is it. This is, this is, this is what all my friends were experiencing. And I gaslit them. I made them feel crazy. I said, you, I did say, you guys are being crazy. You know you're getting proposed to. Why are you bringing it out? Well, here's the thing. I feel like not all of them have done the getting the fake engagement ring. Um, no, just one other friend. Mm-hmm. But I actually think it's not a bad idea. Okay. So I don't think it's that crazy. Well, then, so I was. I only wear it around the house. And so I was wearing it, didn't tell Joe, wearing it, flap, flapping it in his face. Nothing. And I go, are you going to ask me about my engagement ring? And he goes, oh, oh, I didn't even see that. And then he's like, what is that? And I'm like, it's my engagement ring. That's exactly what it is. And, but actually he, and I thought he was going to think I was a sociopath. Uh-huh. And he was like, actually, that's a really good idea. It's Which hard. one do you like? I have, I have three currently. I'm looking at a fourth on Amazon. Oh, uh-huh. Again, $15. Yep. <laughs> Anyone can purchase one, you guys. Anybody. But he was like, which one do you like? We kind of tried him on and it was nice because you're at the ring store. You're only in there for like, you know, 30 minutes. And then I'm like, supposed to make a decision for the rest of my life? Right. What if you get it back and you're like, it's not comfortable. It's too big. It's too small. It's what, it's, it's this, it's that. Yeah. So I wear it around the house, but I have to remember to take it off before I leave the house. I will say the other day <laughs> we were at a different wedding related event, not your wedding, another wedding. And I was like, you were parked in front of me. And so I was driving away and I saw you putting your seatbelt on from like. With my ring on. And your ring. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it, like, through the window, like, glistening. Oh, you guys. I am, like, so worried. So, I, I, I'm i not kidding. I'm talking to my therapist about this. I'm going to relax. And I'm going to, I'm going to. It's for, exciting. I'm going to forget about it. No, I need to forget about it. I'm going to forget about it. You've got a lot of stuff coming up. So, yeah, no, nice. I'm going to be distracted. I think I'm, distracted. I need to be more distracted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be, it's exciting. It's fun. I do think, though, once I make a decision about the rings, the fake rings have to go in the trash. Right. Because I right. can't just be wearing it around inside the house. Well, it also kind of hurts because it's, you know, right. cheap it's plastic. Like a, yeah. It's not an actual <laughs> ring. Um, in any sense. I just hope that you guys don't get to the point of communication where it's no longer like a surprise. No. You I know? don't know anything about when... I mean, I did tell him after I'm done shooting, so after June, because I just, it's a lot going on. But I don't know anything about that. Okay. The ring. Because I also would like to be surprised. I don't want to be surprised about the ring, honestly. I kind of want right, to exactly right, 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 right. I'll be fair. surprised if he gets the one I want. <laughs> Maybe that's a surprise. We're, we're going to find out. <laughs> Anyways, you guys, um, the At level of point. psychosis I'm experiencing, high. I am not in my right mind. But I am excited to talk to Dr. Itches. Me too. Um, because we've been really curious about hormone health recently. Maybe and your hormones are, are contributing to the psychosis. I'm on birth control. <sighs> Maybe we're going to find out. Uh, you know Maybe what? we're going to find Should out. Should I ask her, <laughs> does birth control cause psychosis? Absolute <laughs> psychosis around being engaged. Yeah. I mean, and you guys, maybe you guys have also heard about like cycle syncing on TikTok or maybe another podcast because it's really a hot topic these days. So we wanted to learn about it from a true expert and that's when we found Dr. Sari. Yes. So let's introduce her. Yeah. So Dr. Sari Itches is a dual board-certified physician with a focus in holistic and preventative health and women's wellness. She has an award-winning boutique medical practice at Cedar sinai here in Los Angeles. 
She also has developed and patented Lunar Sync, which is the world's first cycle synced supplement with a different formula for each phase of your menstrual cycle. She's a longtime vegan, a former yoga and spinning instructor, and a mom of two vibrant children. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to ask her about the supplements. Me too. <gasps> okay, let's welcome Dr. Sari. Hello, Dr. Sari. Hey, Dr. Sari. Hello. We are so excited to have you on. We were saying at the top of the episode that we've been hearing a lot about hormone health, cycle syncing, all over like TikTok and things like that. And we really don't understand anything about it. Out of our element. Out of our element. And so we really wanted to find an expert to bring on to explain it to us, explain it to our listeners who maybe have heard about it as well. And so we're really excited to have you on. I'm so happy to be here, and I'm so happy that cycle syncing is having its moment. I've been so passionate about women's wellness and hormones and cycle syncing for like 10 years now, and finally- You're like, catch up, (laughs) finally. (laughs) Yes, yeah. It's great to see all its applications and the attention it's getting and how much it's able to help women optimize their life. Yeah. Well, I think also cycle syncing, maybe a lot of people haven't heard of it because it's more of a holistic sort of thing, but you're actually a dual certified physician, but you have a more holistic approach to medicine. So how do you balance the conventional versus- integrative medicine within your practice? My background is definitely very conventional, evidence-based. I'm an MD. I did a traditional residency and board certification in internal medicine and find obviously a lot of value in evidence-based medicine, but my passion is really in optimal wellness, preventive medicine. Mm -hmm. And I find that leaning into the integrative and holistic piece of that really allows me to see things from a 360 degree view and really offer more things to my patients. So what that could look like with my patients is depending on who they are, their preferences, their values, and also what they're dealing with at the time, I can dial up or down the conventional versus integrative approach. That's literally wow. sounds like the perfect Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Oh, my God. Like, seriously? <laughs> so one thing about women's wellness, I have endometriosis, and I actually work with the Endometriosis Foundation of America. And one thing through this process I've learned is that women are so not educated about—we haven't been educated about our bodies. There's so right. much we don't know. There's so much also research that's lacking in our in our bodies. Yeah, um, sure. In what ways have you seen within your own practice that modern medicine maybe has failed to educate women about their bodies and and people coming in or, or women or people with uteruses coming in and, and really having no idea what's going on. Absolutely. I mean, I think historically, the medical education system, that's where it starts, really just studies male physiology mm-hmm. and then will sloppily apply it to females. And the background of that is in 1977, the FDA actually banned including women in their clinical trials. And so, what? Why? <laughs> so, perhaps their intentions were good. There was this medication that was used for leprosy and for as a chemotherapy called thalidomide. And unfortunately, what happened is that women who were pregnant who took it had really bad birth defects in their children. So, like wow. half of them didn't survive, and the other half could have, you know, 
limb loss and, and other things like that. Right. And so the FDA reaction at that point was like, okay, let's just not include, let's exclude anyone with the capability to become pregnant from the clinical trials just to be safe. Wow. And the fallout of that is huge. I mean, things present differently in female physiology, including how medications are metabolized and dosed. And so we have the underdiagnosis in women of everything from heart disease to autism spectrum to ADHD. Wow. And there's, it's also in like the dosing of, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but maybe 10 years ago, Ambien was only studied in male physiology. And then there were all these reports of women who would take it and like wake up having driven their car. Oh, yeah. Like so like, right? yeah, yeah. Like they're like crazy eating things. whole cakes and they're like, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, there's, there are these subtle differences in our physiology and Ambien is one of the medications that's metabolized differently in women. Wow. wow. That's so crazy. And it makes sense why there's so many things that women come in and they don't know why this is affecting them this way when those aren't the side effects. It's wild. Yeah. What actually, what are some of the like biggest complaints that you see your patients coming in for? I do specialize and have a passion in women's wellness. So I do see a lot of people coming in with menstrual related symptoms, either heavier painful periods, other hormone symptoms like PCOS, thyroid issues, fertility, metabolism issues. And then also as an integrative doc, I really focus on optimal wellness. So there are some things that classically they go to their primary doc and they say, oh, your labs look fine. Everything looks good. But really, they're having brain fog, fatigue, and not feeling 100%. Um, so Me. I yeah, Natalie's like, that's that like her life. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I see you. Um, and yeah, of course, I also see like mental health symptoms that have just been getting worse over the past few years, anxiety, depression, insomnia, physical symptoms that can be exacerbated by stress, which to me is probably almost almost any symptom can be exacerbated by stress. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. Wow. So it, to go back to women's wellness, which is your passion, and I'm also passionate yeah. about it um, because I have endometriosis, what problematic period symptoms do you see women coming in with that maybe are a red flag for something that's maybe a deeper issue, something like endometriosis, something like a PCOS? What are some of those symptoms for our listeners who might be experiencing that? Yeah. So I think it's difficult for women because we don't have a reference for what a like quote normal period should feel like. Yeah, and right. so a lot of times we're told like, you know, tough it up. It's painful for everyone. But the reality is that the pain of a period of a normal period should be alleviated by ibuprofen or a heating pad. It shouldn't be incapacitating. So when people are missing out on their life, while they're on their period or for any amount of time that syncs up to their cycle, they're missing work, they're missing school, they're unable to show up to their life. That is a huge red flag. And that really deserves to be evaluated. And other symptoms would be like really heavy bleeding, bleeding that lasts over seven days, irregular periods, meaning either they come up sooner than every 21 days or later than every 35 days, missed periods in the absence of pregnancy, things like that. Doctors should evaluate for fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, ovarian cysts, PMDD, other things like that. And ultimately, doctors are humans, and the practice of medicine, I feel, is equally an art and a science. Mm. So 
for people who like, you know, don't feel seen by their doctor, I would definitely seek a second opinion. And Corinne, I know you you talk about this in your advocacy work and I 100% agree. I know access can be an issue for people, but that's what super important. No, that's what I say. I mean, like what I say is like until you get real relief, until you find relief, keep demanding to be seen and keep, I mean, it took me five to six different doctors before I even heard the word endometriosis. And I heard everything from, um, you have bladder cancer or these are hormonal issues. I was put on hormone, like testosterone and like all these different things before someone was like, well, this sounds like endometriosis. And then that was a whole thing of, I don't even know what that is. What is that word? All of this. And so, yeah, I mean, that's what I tell when I do speak about endometriosis, I'm like, just keep demanding to be seen because no one's going to fight for your health more than you, you know? Yeah. That's right. Well, even also just the relief of having a diagnosis. Yeah, exactly. When you're wondering for so long, like, what the heck is going on? It's like, mm, see another person, see another person, do these labs, do that, you know? It gets really, you can get down for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I hear that. Even like a really difficult diagnosis, like endometriosis often requires surgery. surgery. And this yeah. isn't, you know, this is, not what someone expects when they first go to their doctor about painful periods, but just the validation of having a name for it yes. and and then a community for it is um is really, really healing. Yes. Yeah. Knowledge is power is what truly, we say. truly. Yes, for sure. Well, speaking of community, so this seems like a trend right now, and we just want to get your opinion on it. The The TikTok girlies, yes. uh, all about coming off hormonal birth control, just talking about hormonal birth control. What are your thoughts on it, for one? And then what are your thoughts? Are there pros and cons that you would like very much take into consideration? Because I think, as we all know, it's like they hand it out like candy, you know? <laughs> I like to say I prescribe birth control for contraception and I prescribe SSRIs, antidepressants for anxiety and depression. But I think it's a little sloppy and old school for docs just to like throw all of this at all of the female problems. Mm -hmm. That said, and maybe this is obvious, but hormonal birth control is a very accessible, convenient, and effective form of birth control. And we're in a time where reproductive freedoms are being taken away from many Americans. And so the one like cringe reaction I have to this movement is like, what's your plan? And what happens when the rhythm method does not work? Because I've seen that play out in my patients. Yeah. And and it's, you know, a side of this that we don't like to talk about. I I definitely think there's pros and cons for for hormonal birth control, but there's nuance and and it should really be personalized. Yeah. yeah, I think that's totally. such a great answer because, like, that is the other side of it is, like, you could have a child. Like, yes. remember that. <laughs> remember, yeah, like, yes, there's a lot of, I mean, I don't know what your opinion is, but, like, a lot of side effects to hormonal birth control for, for how sure. long you're on it and all that. But don't discount the biggest side effect of not being <laughs> on it, which is a baby. Having a child. A child when you aren't ready for one, yeah. you know, or don't want right. to have to make a tough decision or maybe a decision you can't even make, but that's neither here nor there. For the for people who are considering getting off birth control, which is me, I'm someone who's considering getting sure. off birth control. What does that process look like? And like, what can you expect from it? How slow should it be? Do you go cold turkey? Do I just like stop taking it one day? Like, what does that really look like? What's the safest way to go about it? Especially for me, I've been on it since I was 17. So 
Yeah, for sure. 12 years. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was on oral birth control from 16 to 31 when I was ready to start trying to have babies. And there's not a great consensus about how to stop it. What are the best practices? What's the best evidence? I've seen people like cut their pills in halves and quarters and things like that and stop at different parts of the cycle. My bias and my experience is really just to stop at the end of a pack. Your body does go naturally through a withdrawal bleed during that time. And within that week, your body has metabolized any of the synthetic hormones that were in the birth control pack. It doesn't mean you're going to go straight into going back to your natural menstrual cycle, but I don't think that there's a better way, unfortunately, than that to allow your body to find its rhythm again. Now, there's things we can do to support the body during that transition. Like, you know, we have natural methods of detoxification in the skin, so like break the sweat most days in the gut, so make sure your bowel movements are regular, have fiber, magnesium to support that, supporting the kidneys, having a lot of water supporting the liver, you know, having like milk thistle and not overdoing alcohol or other medications. So there's things that we can do to keep the body as well-oiled as possible to make that transition and find its rhythm again. But there's not so much of, you know, the right way. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like listening to your body. Yeah. I'm terrified. And kind of just seeing what happens. Well, also like for me, when I first when I, I'm no longer on birth control, but when I was, I had really irregular periods. I was like 14. It was all over the place. So they just said, take birth control. Right. So when I came off of it, you know, it was still irregular because we mm-hmm. never addressed the initial right. problem. So I mm-hmm. think a lot of people might be in similar situations where you just don't know what's going to, if it's just going to pick up again, if it's going to, you know. And so it's nice to have somebody like you to support you, you know. That's right. And that's actually a nice opportunity for people who are on birth control for reasons other than contraception, and then they go off of it, then we're just unmasking everything else. And it's time to like finally deal with that and look at root causes and see if there's other things that we can do to support them. Yeah. Well, something that you specialize in in this realm is cycle syncing. And I we want to get into that. But before we jump in, because I know it has to do with the stages of the menstrual right. cycle. Can you go through the stages? Oh, yes. Because again, <laughs> we're not... We have no idea. I, I, know. I don't know at all. <laughs> okay. First of all, don't feel bad about that. Okay. I did not know the stages until I was already a board certified physician. And I was like, just going off birth control myself yeah. 10 years ago. Growing up, I only thought about it as either you're on your period or you're not on your period. And then in medical school, that really wasn't corrected so much. It was like, oh, well, there's the follicular phase and the luteal phase. But in cycle syncing philosophy, we really look at four distinct phases that have different physiology, different hormone levels, different prostaglandin levels, and have different implications for how we feel. And those are menstruation, which is your period. And then the late follicular phase, and then ovulation, and then the late luteal or PMS phase. Oh, okay. 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 And that's through the 28 days. Right. So is it 28 days? 29 is your average. But yeah, anywhere from 21 to 35 days is considered an average menstrual cycle for someone who's ovulating. Okay. And what should we be considering? throughout those different phases? Is there different exercises we should be doing, different nutrition we should be doing? 
during those phases. And I know you have a solution to this um, as well, which we will get to, but I'm just curious what differentiates each one of those. Yeah, great. I think I'll take a step back and say, because cycle thinking can be intimidating and confusing for people, but almost all of us are already circadian cycle thinking. So the circadian cycle is the 24-hour clock that the sun is on. And humans and almost all other living beings have an internal biorhythm that us to that. So like for the 24-hour clock, you know, our cortisol and our testosterone are highest in the morning. Our melatonin comes up when the sun's down and we don't have blue light entering the optic nerve to the pineal gland. So there's all these complicated things that will sync us to the external biorhythms. And the, you know, the like world of biohacking is all about circadian cycle syncing in terms of intermittent fasting and blue light blocking and getting your sun in the morning and that type of thing. So if we have that reference, I think it's a lot easier to think about the lunar, the monthly, the menstrual cycle syncing. And so similarly, our hormone levels, our metabolism, our energy levels, all of these things will vary in a very like predictable, rhythmic way Mm. throughout the month. And cycle syncing is the act of being curious about that, acknowledging that and allowing for those differences so that we, you know, might not show up the same every single day in terms of our productivity and mood and energy level. But we can actually, I don't love the word biohack, but we can actually work with that and flow with that. And that can translate to, for example, our our exercise pattern. So during the menstrual phase, we might want to do more restorative, low impact exercise. Yoga, yeah. You don't have to tell any woman woman twice. (laughs) When you're on your period... Relax. You know, relax and <laughs> That's right. <stretch>. Exactly. <laughs> Walking, getting into nature, your energy might increase during the follicular phase. You might want to do more high intensity things during ovulation. Estrogen is actually peaking and that will increase our pain tolerance. We might want to push through um, oh. workout, like more intense workouts. And then during the luteal phase, we're kind of winding up again perhaps going back to like the hot girl walk or Pilates, things like that. That's how cycle syncing could apply to exercise. But, it, but you know, it can, you can apply this to so many different aspects of your life. Yeah. Well, also, I think when you were talking about this whole quote unquote biohacking thing and the intermittent fasting and all this, it's another thing that is studied with men, you That's know? Right. Oh, yeah. The intermittent Absolutely. fasting. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering, are there certain things in each cycle that you should not do that maybe you would think are helpful, but maybe they're more harmful? So I like to be like softer with my recommendations here and not be super prescriptive because for example, in terms of the circadian cycle syncing, you know, I can't have caffeine after 11 a.m., but my friend can have an espresso after dinner and it looks very like sophisticated and I love <laughs> I that. I know, I wish I was <laughs> that person. <laughs> I know, right? It sounds great. And then like, but I, but you know, I can power through a night shift or things like that and jet lag doesn't affect. So like, we're all very different into how sensitive we are. So that's my caveat. But if we're being like really like strict about it and thinking about how to optimize our relationship to ourselves, each phase of the cycle, there are these, you know, like avatars for each, each phase of the cycle that we can think about. And, you know, the menstrual phase is naturally going to be more withdrawn, more introspective. 
So for example, like thinking about like being an entrepreneur, that's a great time to kind of tie loose ends, hang out on your spreadsheets and do more like deep thinking, deep work. And then as the follicular phase is coming, we're starting to be more creative. We're starting to like look into doing more planning and outward things during ovulation. Like it's day 13 for me, perfect time to be on a podcast. Right. (laughs) Content, you know, you work with it. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the back end, the luteal PMS phase is like great time to read, take a rest day, do some reflection and like really think about your direction overall. Well, I'm just thinking, I mean, this is just like re- we're like reintroducing ourselves to our bodies. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I feel like at least maybe it's just like American culture, you know, also like girl boss culture, which I'm trying to get away from in terms of like work, work, work. <laughs> yeah. And like hustle. Hustle, hustle culture. Maybe it's less girl boss. You have to actually tune into your body. What are you feeling? What's going on? Where am I at? And give yourself the grace to rest when you need to rest. And, and then also, you know, be active And, you know, be on podcasts when your body's ready to do that. I really want to talk about your Cycle Sync supplement, Lunar Sync, which is so cool. You sent us some samples. Samples. However, I was going to ask you, I'm on birth control. So does this Uh affect me? Do I even go through any of these (laughs) these cycle syncing things? That's a great question. Birth control mimics the menstrual cycle. It's not exactly the same, but a lot of the symptoms are analogous. So like the withdrawal bleed of birth control, very analogous to the period. I mean, you know, lunar sync phase one that's meant to be taken during your period, you're losing iron, which you're doing whether it's it's a withdrawal bleed or a menstrual bleed. So that tracks. And then there's vitamin C in there to help the bioavailability of iron. And then there's cramp bark, which helps uterine cramps. And again, whether you're bleeding from the withdrawal bleed of hormonal birth control or from having a natural menstrual cycle, that's going to be beneficial. So it's definitely a lot of, um, a lot of our lunar sinkers and a lot of my patients and beta testers who've tried lunar sink and benefited from him from it are on hormonal birth oh, control. Oh, okay. That's it, so cool. Totally yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh, good to know. Okay, yeah. So maybe explain your product line to our listeners because it's really cool. And the packaging is really cool I know. too, by the way. Thank <laughs> you. Yes, this is my baby. It's definitely a labor of love. But basically what it is, this was inspired by my work with my own patients. And I was noticing their rhythmic needs throughout the menstrual cycle, not just, you know, on their period or not. So One of the things that would come up with my patients with periods would be they're not anemic, but they're ferritin, they're stored irons low. And then when I would ask them about it, they would actually often have symptoms related to that, like feeling cold, shortness of breath with exercise that's out of proportion to their fitness level, restless legs at night, things like that, hair loss. And so I would recommend taking iron only on the days they bleed because you can certainly take too much and it can be constipating. So we, you know, we only want to take what's needed. And then similarly, my patients with PMS who didn't want to be on birth control for that, there are plenty of evidence-based herbs that are really helpful for that. So like Vitex chaseberry, ginkgo biloba, vitamin E, vitamin B6, tons of clinical studies that show how effective these are for PMS symptoms. And this works, but there is it's a big ask for someone to, to like go, go get, get all know, different bottles of herbs, track your cycle, start this on day 12, et cetera, et cetera. 
And so as LA as the sounds, I had a vision in a sound bath. Of- oh, no. <laughs> this podcast yeah. is born from a meditation. We're all so don't about worry. It. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. It came to me as a vision. I saw the dose pack numbered one through 30, like old school birth control packs are, giving us exactly what we need when we need it. So all you have to do is start it on the first day of your period or your withdrawal bleed or the new moon if you don't bleed, but you cycle. And then you're getting what you need when you need it. And it was like so moving for me, but at the same time, so obvious. I'm like, someone had to have done this. And I did a search and no one's ever done it before. So wow. I was actually moved to patent it because it has As been you done should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, so now it's, you know, it was about three years of research and development and getting it into its cute little like convenient packaging. And now it's out there for everyone to access. Oh my gosh. Well, we got the samples and unfortunately, I'm like excited to get my period. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) I can try them. I'm I'm excited to know that I can use it. I know. I wasn't sure. I was like, I'm going to wait to ask her. Well, congratulations. That's such a huge thing. And I'm so happy that you have filled this void in, in this area because, yeah, you would think that this would be out there there would be supplements for this, but it's not. And you're the first. So I'm very excited to try it. Yeah. And I'm sure our listeners are. Thank you so much for your time. I mean, you've given us so much great information. Also, I am going to be seeing you in a few weeks. I know. Oh, I'm so, I'm like, oh, now I got to get, I've got I know. to get I'm an so appointment. I'm so excited. I've been on her wait list for like two years. Oh. And I just check in every year. I'm like, does she have any more availability? And then they emailed me like, yes, she does. I was like, yes. Oh, thanks for waiting it out. Yeah, I look forward to, to seeing you in the office then. Yes, I'm very, very excited. And we're going to link everything you're doing in our show notes so that Great. our listeners can find you and they can connect with you. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you both so much. Good to talk to you. Bye. 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 Obsessed. We are obsessed. I'm so (laughs) obsessed with her. We literally got off. We were like, I can't wait for... What is my... Yeah, when's your appointment? I think it's actually like next week. Is it before or after this comes out? I think it's before. I honestly, I'm like, am I going to DM her after this and be like, ma'am, I desperately need your help. <laughs> Please go over my labs. Oh, wait, I, my iron stores are. I think it's the day it comes out. No way. Yeah, it's a, oh yeah, my God. Yeah, look at the day. Wait, hold on. I think it's this day. I Oh, it might be. You guys, you might be listening to this and I'm in, in the Dr. office. Series office. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> but we hoped you learn more about birth control, cycle syncing, and how to hack your hormones. And we're going to link Dr. Sari's supplement line, Lunar Sync, in our show notes if you guys want to try it. I'm so excited to try it. I know. Genuinely. Me too. I got the thing and I was like upset. I'm like, damn it. I have to wait like three weeks for this. I know. I'm so excited to try it now that I know I can use it. Oh my God. Okay, now let's circle back on our drink of the epi, the OFK. OKF? Oh, yeah. Why did I say that completely wrong? MFK, maybe? I don't know. OKF, aloe vera drink with I think pulp. What does this say? Oh, it's a... Oh, Cleopatra and Nefertiti were reported to have used aloe vera as a beauty enhancer. Alexander the Great, on the other hand, used the plant to treat soldiers. Hmm, maybe we're, like, dehydrated? 
Okay, let's introduce our hottie of the week. Ah. Oh my gosh, I love. I know, I love her. Sandra O. Oh. Ah, so great. So great. Would you like to explain why it's Sandra O? Oh? oh yeah, well, just, I mean, she's just a hottie in general, but she was one of the voices in the Disney movie Turning Red, which is like basically about your period, but. Yeah. It's like becoming a woman. Um, yeah, it's like womanhood. I loved that movie. It was so cute. I love Joe and I watched it and we were like, wow, this is so Pixar fun. recently has put out some like very good, like genuine bangas, bangas. Great movies. One to Sandra. Oh, what are we thinking of this aloe vera drink? So here's my thing. I love the flavor, actually. Me too. I like it. You don't like the pulp. The pulp is a little throwing me a little bit. I haven't gotten that much pulp in mine. I don't love the pulp, but I don't hate the pulp. I would give it a nine or a Sandra. I kind of want to give it a Sandra. Let's give it a Sandra. I would 100% if I saw this, I would grab it again. One thousand. Oh, definitely. I will grab this again. <laughs> yeah. I, I already miss it and yeah. I'm already halfway through yeah, it. Yeah, it's very refreshing. I do feel hydrated. It's not like, um, it's not, thick. it's not like coconut water where it's like so sweet that you're like, yeah, I just thought it was going to be like, you think aloe, you think thick jelly. Gooey. It's not. I it's, thought it was going to be like some gross, like, celery tasting, uh-huh. you know? It tastes amazing, you guys. I love it. Okay, Sandra out of Sandra. All right, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week it's overrated, underrated. 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 Natalie, would you like to go? Okay. My overrated, underrated are food-related, sort of. Okay. I think that dinner, like going to dinner. Going out to dinner? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is overrated in comparison to tea, like an afternoon tea. I think that's very underrated. Let me tell you. You're saying like, but you're saying like a full English tea. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I just want to clarify for like, that. Like not meeting at a coffee shop and getting a tea. Right. She's like talking a whole, about a full like, English. Like, let's say you want to do like. I don't think like, that's underrated. I think people know that's like a special occasion, but you can't really do that often. Well, I think it's underrated <laughs> because like, you know, you want to go catch up with your girlfriends, whatever. You go to dinner. But like. There's nothing like going, you you sit there for like three hours. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you have tea, you have the little teeny little cakes that are so cute. You've got this, it come, it keeps coming out. It's pretty. It is so underrated. I love it. I just don't think it's as readily available anywhere but in the UK. That's what I'm saying. It oh, should be. Oh, you want it to be more readily Yes, available. I think people don't, Maybe you know, we should open a tea shop. That's what I'm saying. Like, if people realized how underrated it was, they'd be like, oh my God, we need to bring tea time culture here. Maybe we should start that. Mikey's tea time. Mike- <laughs> Mikey's <laughs> tea time. If people know what that is, they're like an They're OG an actual OG. Listener. Seriously. Um, okay. I love that. I mean, I love going to tea. It's the best thing it's ever. It's the best thing I'm ever. I'm going to London in a, in a month or something, and I will be going to tea probably by myself, but will, I will be. Will you go to the Mandarin Oriental for my chapstick? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will go look for that chapstick. <laughs> I think about it every day. <laughs> okay. My overrated underrated is workout-themed. Ooh, okay. I think this started maybe a few years ago. I think hit. High intensity interval training is overrated. And I was one of those people. I love Orange Theory. I love the like harder, faster. Yep. And they're, they're, scream, they're screaming yeah. at you. 
Yeah. Screaming. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like telling you what a piece of shit you are. Yeah. And I'm like, how is this? You're not in the red zone. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, it's it's pretty intense. Yeah. I think underrated, which I've been doing for maybe the last three to four months, strength training. Yeah. I've never strength trained. Oh. Before. I didn't know. I think you used to. But yeah. I, yeah. I never used like a... um. Like a like, dumbbell, uh, a barbell. Uh-huh. Like a squat rack. Never use that. Oh, wow. Well, because I, I think women are very intimidated when they go into the gym and you see like those men, like old men. Yeah. What am I going to do? Like, sir, I would like to use this. And I don't right. even know how to. Right, right, right. But like, yeah. I want to use this thing. Yeah. So I've started doing that. And I'm like, I am not like in such an intense mindset. But then I look at my little Fitbit. I'm burning the same amount of freaking calories or whatever you're doing. I'm no, I'm still in the zone. Right. But I'm not being screamed at. Right. You and know? yes, yes, it's less stressful. It's less stressful. And it's like, I really get to see my strength improve where I'm like, ooh, I could do yes. 45 pounds on this. Now I can do 65. Yeah. Wow. Well, we used to have, so in my high school, we had SST, which was strength training, Santa Lina strength training. Wait, what was the other S? Strength and sandwich? STT? SST. It was like a high school, like you could go like zero period. And so basically like everybody learned how to strength train in high school. So then like. That's great. Yeah. They should put that in there with um, how to write a check, how to use a squat rack. (laughs) How to use a squat rack. (laughs) Because it's something that like, unless you get a trainer, how are you ever, I mean, I guess you watch YouTube, of course, but like it's, I I don't know. In the gym, you're not going to be like. Let me get on YouTube and make sure I know how to like. Yeah, and there's like this. I don't know. Sometimes the men in there you're supposed to. There's a. I don't want to be next. No, you know no, I mean? no. And luckily, uh, the other thing is, I had, I have a great friend who still lives. Oh, in my who's home, a personal trainer? Who's a trainer? And she's like big on strength training and like form and everything. So. Oh yeah, your form. Your That's form a whole is so thing. important because I would fuck my knees up, and she was like, "Yeah, because your feet are not." planted right <laughs> and I'm like oh no idea <laughs> no that was like when I did a kettlebell swing for the first time I I was out for three days I oh. threw my whole back out oh yeah, yeah Joe yeah. was actually almost gonna go in there he was so mad at them he was like why didn't they show you how to do this properly I'm so angry I was like Joe please don't go in there please <laughs> please don't but in general I love strength training and for women who are intimidated I understand but Look into it. I have a, I'm in a semi-private personal training right oh. now. So it's me and like 12 people. A little group. A little group. A little group exercise. Yeah, and I love it. So I thought I'd put that on here. I think that's I think great. we need to be, also the, it's also the culture of, I don't know how workout classes became pitch black, so fucking loud. Neon lights. Neon lights. And everyone's screaming at me. At eight in the morning. <laughs> Why am I at a club? You know what I mean? I don't want to be at a club in the morning. At 8 o'clock in the morning. It's a lot. Right. Also, just on theme with this whole episode, I believe I read a study somewhere, and I could be completely wrong, Mm -hmm. but I do believe I read a study somewhere that was like the benefits of HIT, high-intensity interval training. Only work for men. Is pretty (laughs) much for men. Yeah, like you got to be careful as a woman because you can like stress your body out into like all kinds of problems. I believe it. I totally believe it. Because really, exercise is a stress on your body. Yes. So, like, like, let's say you're on your period. Your body's already like, 
we're kind of dying in here. You know what I mean? And then you're like, box jumps, you know? Yeah. It's a little much. It's a little much. That is so perfect. That, it's a little much. That's all I'm saying. Slightly much. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, we hoped you loved this episode. If you did, you can give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And we will be back. We will be back. We will be back. We will be back next week with another episode. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Thank you.